I want to hear. <laughs> and it's weird because like I can't control what comes out of my mouth right now. And then afterwards, I'm like, why did I say that? Like I went to the grocery store because steaks were on sale. And there's this dude just sitting there looking at all the fucking steaks, blocking everyone. <laughs> so I'm just like. You, got, you took offense to that so hard. Dude, I took it so personal. I was just like, it's all right, dude. You're the only guy that wants to buy steaks. Take your time. Damn. Yeah, I was like, no, it's all right. Keep just, you know, he's like, if you want, you could just keep touching all of them, too. That's cool. Eric's a bad boy. Yeah. And Indeed. afterwards, I was just like, oh, shouldn't have talked to that old lady like that. favorite is when he's like i can't control what comes out of my mouth let's record this podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is gonna be classic oh it won't be it won't be i promise anything but well somebody's gonna cry i mean for sure i'm gonna cry 100 percent. i'm gonna take you down (laughs) (laughs) what's been up the last two weeks you tell us captain no say nothing ever all the time. I don't understand. I say just... You say like one word every four days. I always do that. I'm always editing. There's nothing to edit. You, you haven't have recorded in weeks. <laughs> well, still. So for everybody else out of the loop, uh, we're all in a group chat together, and Hunter has been MIA for the last few weeks. No, I haven't. And as you can hear, he claims that he's busy editing <laughs> non-existent recordings. I, what I'm saying is I'm usually editing. Well, I don't talk that much in the in the group. You talk more when you're editing. Doubt it. He does. Y'all don't talk. Yeah. Me and Eric are not closer because we've talked so much. <laughs> Literally, yeah. We're like so much closer. And then also y'all are talking about like fucking true crime shows and shit. Like that's what you've been talking about. I don't got shit to say about what am I going to say? Like, oh, oh, that sounds cool. And then Eric talks shit to me. Like, what is <laughs> Welcome to Elliot's world when you guys are like talking about some fucking horror movie I've never like heard of. And you're like, so what do you think about that, Elliot? And I'm like, well, I don't know what that is. And you're like, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> typical it's kind of hard where everybody here offends everybody but everybody gets easily offended <laughs> that's, that's our group. that's our dynamic oh my god <laughs> take us off the air <laughs> fuck <laughs> my god well anyway yeah so i had to go to kind of like a wedding party it wasn't exactly a wedding but it's like a wedding party because like the reception the deal is they're getting married like later so they can have a bigger wedding and like this is their wedding party with less people like there's the family are they like super religious and this is just like their excuse to fuck i mean i'm sure you know i see i see that a lot in like christian families we're gonna have a pretend wedding and then later on we'll have a real one that way we can fucking god won't be mad yeah got it god won't be mad i definitely won't be mad <laughs> and uh yeah, we, we get to have fun. We get to have drunk. Uh, have drunk. Oh, my God. I drank for the first time in a very long time because I'm a social drinker. I don't really drink unless I'm out. I haven't drank in like a year. 
So I got schlit faced and uh, that was fun. That reminds me, do I look like I drink? Like, do you see me and go, that guy drinks? You look like you drink, smoke, smoke crack. Uh, I could see you with like a, a Corona with a lime slice. <laughs> <laughs> I asked because when I was talking to my doctor and they were prescribing me new medication, she was like, try not to drink too much on this. And I'm like, oh, that's not a problem. I don't drink at all. Okay, but if you were to drink, you can drink a little bit. What the fuck does that mean? I'm like, that's not a problem. I'm just saying that if you want to have a drink or two, that's fine. Just no more than two drinks. I I don't drink. I I hear you saying that, but in case you want to, <laughs> in this, I'm just like, you, you literally think I'm lying to you right no, now. No, I think what she's thinking is like, look, these side effects are going to be a real bitch and you're going to want to drink. <laughs> so I'm telling you, I, I don't know. The way she was like looking at me, she was like, yeah, buddy, you don't drink. Got it. Wink, wink. You look at them tattoos. You, you look at them tattoos. Yeah. You tell me you don't drink. I bet you, you fucking booze. Hound. Yeah, you marijuana head. Maybe she's got a problem and she's just like, she's like, who doesn't drink? What are you fucking, what are you queer? Come on, drink this. Yeah, for, for sure. Like there's people like liquory people, like people that drink just like, you know, and they have a drink all the time. So I, I bet, yeah, she's one of those winos. Yeah. I mean, if you're a pussy, you won't have a problem not drinking. But if you're, if you're a real man like me, the female doctor, then you're going to have a couple, you know, you got shots in the morning. You're going to have some margaritas for breakfast. <laughs> a little bit of a mimosas for dinner right before yeah. bed, you know? Um, hey, I'm a doctor. I say that wine's good for you. Have a couple, three, two, four, eight bottles of wine before bread. It's good for your blood. I'm just saying you had a long day and you want to drink a 40 ounce of Old English. <laughs> That'll be all right. <laughs> she just tilts back in her chair. I'm looking <laughs> at a... Uh, American Mexican male. American filthy, filthy with tattoos. <laughs> disgusting. Just disgusting with gang tats. <laughs> you got like a fucking bulldog smoking a cigar. Some shit. If yeah, if you look closely, the cigar's a penis. <laughs> and if you look closely, you can see Elliot's shitbag tattoo. <laughs> yeah. I tried to warn everybody. <laughs> But everybody's like, no. It's like so much color is falling off of that. Like, I've never seen that on a tattoo. <laughs> like probably every the, couple of weeks, there's like a bigger blank spot. It's going to fall right it's out. Probably for the bit. Yeah, you need to, like, hopefully it falls out and just get it covered up. <laughs> it's like a black box, like what people do when they have tattoos they don't like. <laughs> what is that one? That's a mistake. <laughs> that's a mistake. You ever heard of an ink block? That's, uh, that's what that is. It, it uh, made a mistake late in life. You could, you could get it uh, to look like a Rorschach. I mean, it kind of already looks like one. Just filthy with tattoos. <laughs> when I worked at the tattoo shop, I worked with uh, my friend Carlos. He's a Mexican dude, and he had, like, tattoos and stuff. And, like, I forgot who, I think it was, like, a church group or something came in. I was talking to him, and then they were like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then they're trying to get him on salt on something. I can't remember what it was, but it's like, he's like, hey, you don't want to go back to jail again, do you? And <laughs> he was just like, I've never been arrested. Like, I've never been to jail. <laughs> And the dude was just like a Mexican, big Mexican dude, tattoos, convict. That's fucking, you've been to jail, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like he's, he's like, "You don't remember? It's got the bars." You remember? Yeah. No, I've never been to jail. Nah, I don't buy it. 
What's your name? Carlos? Yeah, yeah you've been in jail. jail. You've been in jail, little joker. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> that's like that's like a common gang name. Little Joker? Yeah. A little joker. Alright. Tell me you're not celloing it up in a prison. Man, that's this is a great pre-segue into uh Elliot's pick this week, but we'll get to that later. So what's up? You bitches got any news? Yeah, I might as well dive into some news. Oh, by the way, uh this is Cult of Horror. Your favorite podcast. Oh, I was going to do the intro this well, time. Well, then fucking do it! <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to your unfavorite horror podcast. This motherfucker! <laughs> I'm going to make it just a little bit different. Okay, no, keep going. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us on another episode. With you, as always, Reverend Catfish. And to my right, I have the father of fear himself, Elliot. Father of fear. And then everyone's favorite, professor of panic and paranoia, Hunter. Okay. All right, I'll take it. Jesus. Eric is fucked up. Yeah, Eric is so (laughs) fucked up right now. I think I don't think we were recording for that, but but yeah, Eric's on some uh, some new medication and uh, it's gonna get wild, y'all. I'm just tired of the same old fucking TED talk on how to give a boring introduction to a podcast. <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> you want him to withdraw again? You want Hunter to withdraw again? <laughs> Eric's being a dick. He's going to slam the door in his mind and go into his emo room of shame. Emo room of shame. What news you got, Elliot? <laughs> uh, I got some. Okay. Ah. So first off, Predator, 1987, The Predator, a good movie. Yep. It's an illegal battle. Jim and John Thomas, the two brothers who wrote the original, are in a lawsuit, I think, with Disney, who has the rights to that shit right now, trying to regain the rights. Yeah. And Disney is fast-tracking a movie, the fifth installment of the Predator series, that's supposed to start shooting this summer. And like these two brothers are trying to like derail that. Because they got plans for their own Predator, and they're trying to regain those rights. And this is in the same line as the Friday the 13th and the Hellraiser, where the original writers and creators are trying to uh, basically protest and get the rights back. Because after like 35 years, there's a thing where, you know, the rights, you can sue and get the rights back. Because <laughs> um, I'm not really sure why, but yeah, 35 so, years. So you wanted the money and gave over your rights for money and now you're upset that the person you sold it to is doing something you don't like should have taken the money yeah it's kind of what it is you know honestly though i kind of like it i kind of like it's fair i kind of like the idea that if you create something you know at some like if that there's a way to get it back if you are the creator the inventor no i agree with that that's fucking dumb so if i build a chair and i sell you a fucking chair and I don't like that you're using it in your family room because I designed that bitch to go into a fucking bedroom. I could take it back. Uh, so it's you more about know. like intellectual property rights than anything. I don't like. I don't feel like you could sell an. I can I- intellectually suck my dick. <laughs> Whatever. And you, don't ne- and you don't necessarily get it back. You have the opportunity to like sue to get it back. That's the thing. Like yeah, you don't case. just like. Oh, I'm I'm stealing this from you. You get to make your case. Uh, sounds very whiny. This motherfucker. I figure you would be on board because the, the the you know the the great heights that the original Predator was at, and then what they dragged it down to now, and the fact that it's owned sure, by Disney. Sure, I mean, yeah, like I love the movie, but the fact that 
you took the money, punk. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's like uh, kids that murder and get tried as adults, and then like, hey, that's unconstitutional. They go back and have to like resentence. Same thing, man. Uh, you're so you're I a young can... young sexy writer with this like hot idea, and then Hollywood fucks you up, you're taking advantage of. But this is what oh, is I important. like that angle. You like that one? Yeah, it's like sexual abuse. Yeah. Oh, oh, all right. Well, well. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what makes this pre- this this is important no. because it's being handled by the same lawyers that are handling the Friday Thirteenth and the Hellraiser cases, and it's all the same thing. So it's starting to set like a precedent. It looks like of you know people trying to regain the rights to these like famous figures who have been tarnished over the years. So I don't know if that's gonna like cripple any kind of like predator. If they're going up against Disney, I don't think they're gonna win. Nobody wins against Disney. It's 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 it might you know put Predator right with Friday the Thirteenth where they're not gonna like have anything and I'm not sure what's going on the Hellraiser because I know dude had a, only a certain time window before like he could miss out on you know being a part of the new Hellraisers so I don't know if Clyde Barker made that or not I'm not really interested anyways moving on the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre has announced a title and rating <gasps> it's rated R. Rated R, I was and it's expecting G. Rated it's, G. It's going to be called the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, much in the vein of Halloween and all those movies that are thirty years later, and then they just rename them the same. They also announced a full cast, which I don't know anybody in there except the ones that we have discussed. And more news on what we announced earlier: the Slumber Party Massacre remake. Yeah, mm. director Danishka. Esther Hazy, who did the Banana Splits, is writing, and it's going to be written by the Ash versus Evil Dead writer Suzanne Keeley for Shout Factories and Sci-Fi. So I don't know if that means mm-hmm. like it's going to be on the Sci-Fi Network or if Sci-Fi has got their hands in movies now. Well, Sci-Fi, like that's I think where the Banana Splits movie officially premiered. Was yeah. it? Yeah. Hmm. Like. I think it was straight to DVD, but also like premiered on sci-fi. So that would make sense. Everybody wants a piece of the pie. <laughs> well, I, n- I never saw Banana Splits. Was that like R? Is that gory? Did it have Oh, yeah, it was gory. It language? was stupid. Was it something you could show on TV or no? Yeah, you can make it work. That's uh, not good. Yeah. It's not good news for a, a movie called Slumber Party Massacre. Yeah. If, if you want to show a movie on TV... I want it to be cut down to like 30 minutes of actually allowed footage. Yeah. Like or do a, like Halloween, uh, where they have to like go back and like reshoot half of a movie just so it's yeah. not horrible. <laughs> True. Uh, let's see, uh, good times. Uh, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead now has a full trailer and is set to debut on Netflix May twenty first. Uh, plot seems to be a group of mercenaries are hired to retrieve money from a zombie infested Las Vegas. And that sounds exactly like the shitty movie we call Peninsula <laughs> that we already reviewed. Hell yeah! Peninsula. Essentially, the Peninsula. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead is the American version of Peninsula. Jesus Christ. So I don't know if anybody has any thoughts on that. That's just very unfortunate. Fucking. It looks fucking stupid. It looks fucking. It also is going to tailor into other movies such as. What's that fucking Will Smith movie? I Am Legend, mm-hmm. where it's gonna have like smart zombies that get organized. Dude, the more terrible this movie looks, the more excited I become. <laughs> As is tradition. <laughs> but yeah, it's got zombie animals, you know, from the trailer. It's got smart zombies. It's got organized <laughs> zombies. It's the exact same plot as, <laughs> and um, 
is starring Dave Batista, who is not known for his acting chops. Hey, so you're kidding me. He is like fucking phenomenal in the Guardians the of the Galaxy movie. He's actually really good. Where he plays a moron. What? But he plays it fucking well. He doesn't play a moron. Know. Yeah, he does. No, he plays like an extremely intelligent, but is actually uh, a moron. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> okay, uh Psycho Gorman is finally coming to Shutter since it's a Shutter movie on May 20th. We already reviewed that, so if you liked our review of that, you can find that on Shutter officially on Yay. May 20th. Since it I don't know, it's been out for a while and it's produced by Shutter and made by Shutter and now it's finally on Shutter. Yeah. Uh let's see A24 is apparently has a secret slasher in the works called Bodies, 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 hmm. which I don't know if that's, you know, one of those, like, working titles. No. That, you know, uh, yeah, I keep seeing news about different movies that they're involved in, and it's just, they're like teasers almost, like, maybe we'll make it, maybe we won't. Well, this one has a cast, and it's, uh, see, among other people is the Oscar-nominated Maria Baklova from the, the Borat's daughter from Borat 2. Oh, yeah. Apparently, she was uh, Oscar-nominated for that role. Mm-hmm. And Pete Davidson. So, Pete Davidson's going to be in it? Yeah. That's weird. So it's, but yeah, A24's got like a, a, a slasher, and they're not really saying much about it. Hopefully it's renamed and Pete Davidson has a tiny role. Oh, speaking of Peninsula, it's uh, now mm-hmm. on Shutter as well. It is also. Shutter. And so is the Dark and the Wicked. So, yeah, watch the Dark and the Wicked. Yeah, and that is it. Yeah, don't watch the don't watch <laughs> don't watch. Uh-huh. And see, finally, the Collected, which is the Collector Three series. Oh, oh my I'm God. so sad about news. That's the one I was, I was thinking. I, I was like, there's something big happening. I thought it was fucking fake, but it is officially abandoned says the filmmakers they shot for eight days in 2019 before they were shut down for COVID-19 which seems early compared to the rest of us but maybe they're shooting someplace else but it was uh, shut down and then they haven't shot anything for the last two years Marcus Dunstan and Patrick Melton the co-writers say that the producers won't even answer their phone calls anymore yeah like that's what i was reading where it's like at first they're like so is it canceled or not and they're they're like we don't know but uh since they won't even return our fucking calls i'm just gonna assume that it's just done that's and it's like they haven't heard from them from like a fucking ridiculously long time and they're like not returning any kind of information well, it's probably been like two years only, but I mean that's like I always think it's crazy when they like shoot a whole movie and pay all this stuff and like have like a finished movie and they just shelf it. I just think that's insane. But like this is like I never heard of anybody just like abandoning it and then not telling like the people involved like anything. Just I mean, like no, I'm not. I'm not gonna speculate that it's because the main killer is Latin. But uh, I feel like that has a lot to do with it. No, you got two other movies. Racism. What other movies? Fucking Machete? No, Collector and Collector 2. Like, the collection. Like, he got, I mean, this whatever bug-eyed killer good dude, the Collector, he got two movies. Like, What was the the name of the new movie? The Collective? uh, The Collected. The Collected, yeah. That's supposed to be the third one. But, like... It might just be because like it's so far removed from the original and the sequel. Like, what year was that? 
and probably like 2012 or something. The, the collection, yeah, it was 2012. Yeah. The collector was 2009. Jeez. So it's like a decade removed. Maybe they're just like fucking not worth it. I don't know. I don't see why that would bother anybody. It's not like they can't fucking pretend that it was only two years apart. It doesn't have to be in present time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, maybe, like, hype-wise, I think, like, mm-hmm. maybe the, the studio's like, no one fucking remembers this shit. Okay. But They're wrong. They're fucking wrong, okay? I never forget. I don't know. Holding out hope for Eric that maybe... Yeah, those are some, those are some of, like, my surprise, like, fucking enjoyed movie. I actually saw the collection... Before I saw the collector. Oh wow! And uh, that was just one of those like put something on. I think uh, the wife and I were like doing chores or something, and she was just like put something on, and I was like, "This looks like uh, you're not gonna like it, so let me put this on." Classic. Yeah. And we both like after a few minutes, we're like, "Whoa, this is actually pretty good. It's kind of like saw, but like good." I still haven't. I don't think I've seen the collection, I th- but I heard it's be- way better than the collector. Well, it's like it's just on bigger scale, like any good sequel, just amped up. The first one is a lot slower, more tension, and not as many casualties. Okay. It's it's yeah, it's a cat and mouse. Yeah, it's pretty much because like because it goes like the whole you know, doesn't it do like an exterminator or some shit? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's like a cat and mouse thing, and then like the collection is like just balls out like Saul crazy. Oh yeah, brother. Yeah, HYB. I mean, we just—I don't think it was too many episodes ago that we announced that like that was even in the works, but apparently that was two years ago. Yeah, and they're just, and now they're just saying like, oh yeah, the, there had to have been news about it, or we wouldn't have brought it up. Why is there said it was in the works? I don't know. Maybe like they heard that. Oh yeah, the fucking you know collected. Yeah, we're working on it. And they're like, oh shit, new collector movie. And then and they're like, like Yo, yeah, no. When I mean working on it, I mean we did work on it for eight days. They did say that if they did start reshooting, they'd you know have, have to start all over. Yeah, start all over because eight days of you know whatever is just gone. So that's kind of that's kind of a bummer. A little bit. That's it for uh, sexy news. So fucking sexy. Now time for unsexy news. <laughs> oh. I guess we'll dive on in to the main segment, which is witches. Witches. Oh, is it about witches? Yes. So we are going to be reviewing a new Shutter exclusive, 2020's The Banishing. Yeah. Elliot, hit us with the synapses. Kick it. Uh, The Banishing tells the story of the most haunted house in England. In the 1930s, a young reverend, his wife, and daughter move into a manor with a horrifying secret. If that doesn't sound like the most blandest bullshit (laughs) fucking haunted house. like uh, I got some stuff to say about this movie. I feel that. I feel that. It's a huge throwback, though. If that sounds like a generic title, it's because it is because yeah. this movie is like a very like tip of the hat to like 70s horror. I was going to. Yeah, that's huge, huge. And I just want to say that like right away, I was really depressed by this movie because is this drugs. <laughs> no, it's just like seeing the fact that Charlie lost the chocolate factory and now he's just like this weird drunk occultist in this shitty town. That, like, made me really unhappy. That's not the guy. 
That was totally Charlie from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, but Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was the seventies. You saying he went back in time to the thirties? Hey, we don't know that. That's not what happened. Yeah, we don't know that. I don't know, dude. He's an occultist. I mean, maybe he like a lot of time travel in this movie. Alistair Crowley, like you know, they they teamed up and is he an occultist? Because I can't really. I don't know. They just called him that, but it's yeah. There was no. There's no exposition on anything. Yeah, every everybody knows everything movie yeah that guy reminded me so i i don't even know his name charlie i think god damn it his name is harry oh of course it was there's that mustache that's why they call him that i i, I wrote in my notes i called him red stash red stash. you know but yes charlie his just voice reminds me of the character from the suspiria remake that one actress that's playing a dude like an old dude an yeah, old Polish Tilda dude. Swinton. yeah Tilda Swinton. yeah Every time he talked, like, I had to turn the volume up because he, like, spoke in weird, quieter than everybody else. Well, like, and he like, spoke, like, he's like, gibberish British. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, you know, she, I need help with my husband. And he's like, I like to get a husband. He's well, it sounded like he had, like, a demons in the house. like a Polish mixed with British accent. I think he was, like, Irish or something. Maybe. Because uh, he, he'd be like, out of that house. Well, then he spoke like real fragmented like he was also fucking shit faced 90 percent of the time that makes sense <laughs> that actually explains a lot he's also a poorly written character like all of them in this movie hey what's that boom 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 so, i guess we better like you know like what's going on so it opens up with this guy <laughs> so what happens right guy, he's reading the bible and he's uh, talking to himself. Uh, he's like saying some some stuff about like sexual impurity. And then he hears a noise in the other room. And then he walks in and it's him killing some lady. Yeah. So he's like having a hallucination, like the haunting or whatever, the spirit or fucking entity or the house, I guess, is fucking with him. Mm-hmm. And that's like this movie is so confusing because uh, right after uh, you see one of our main characters is being introduced. The bishop. The bishop. Yeah. He just like kind of walks in and he sees the wife all murdered up, which was the vision that he was having. And the guy that had that vision is now hanging uh, in front of the bed. Who was also the vicar priest dude and like it's like this this house has like a buffering problem like where it's like oh we're seeing the murder and then it like goes away yeah. and then like okay it's back oh it's over and then he says one of the best lines that made me think about this movie as a whole he tells the other guy clean up what you can burn the rest <laughs> exactly what they should have done with this movie <laughs> yeah oh, yeah <clears throat> So then we're, we're, it cuts from that and we're introduced to the new vicar and his wife and daughter who move into this house that, you know, the bishop has, you know, it's owned, this house is a giant mansion owned by the church and it's kind of like pretty, you know, swanky for like this small town that it's in and it's owned by the church and the bishop has like asked them to live there and has lied to them that this, you know, the former vicar who had murdered his wife and hung himself, you know, they moved to Australia. And so, you know, he's got to like, you know, take over and there's like a small little parish that he's got to like, you know, get the numbers up, which is, <laughs> is a fucking weird thing for a church. But uh, got to do what you got to do. Yeah, but it's all about numbers. Mm-hmm. And so they get to this house and he's, you know, it's 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 already like classic haunted house where like, you know, he loves it. He's, you know 
blinded by his like sense of duty and responsibility but then like his wife and kid come in they're like this is this house is creepy and he's like shut up you shut up you shut your mouth when you're talking to me yeah and i guess they've been apart for a while because like the wife lady's all like making the moves on him and he's kind of like don't touch me which i there's no reason that i ever found for why that is besides he's either like not attracted to her because he's gay or asexual or he just thinks she's disgusting because she had a child out of wedlock. It it seemed like he had this extreme jealousy as well. I mean, right away when she goes out and she's talking to the townspeople and this has taken place during world war two. So someone comes up to her and is like pre world war two. Is it pre? Oh, it's before they get into the war, but yeah. yeah. Because this takes place in England. So I guess the, the war in Europe has already begun and England hasn't entered yet, I guess. And they're kind of setting up for it. And somebody's asking them for donations for war bonds or something like that. And he sees her and just is like enraged. And I believe he accuses her of like messing with him or like tells her, like, I don't want to see you talking to anyone. Yeah. Talking to that man's. Yeah. Talking to that man's. What, what, what did he want? What do you want? Huh? Where's my money? I know what he wants. And it's under that dress. And she's like, it's sad, you know, that the only thing that gets you passionate is jealousy. Well, I think, well, because she tried to, like, put the moves on him, and he immediately started, like, reading, you know, basically that same Bible passage of, uh, you know, sex is bad. So I think he was torn. I think there was supposed to be, like, some, like, inner conflict. But it never materialized. Yeah, I don't think it was written well, but I think it was supposed to be him, like, you know, having issue with abstaining for the sake of god but then i don't understand why it never got brought up yeah never was why get married what i got was like the house already starting to affect him uh, the house was already had already you know started with him that's or like, what i got it, 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 he probably has those you know inner con confliction of, of of you know like abstinence for god and you know trying to stay pure but then like he's also married so he's got like husband duties and stuff like that but then, like, I guess that maybe the house like started exploiting that. So that's what the house does. Yeah, even though it senses it and it's just like, all right. Even though we app this shit, we're basically just like left to like assume this house is, does anything because no, nothing in this fucking movie is fully written out. Hmm. There, there's no like, we don't know why the the people, we don't know anybody's motivations, we don't know why anybody knows any of this, we don't know like anything about anything, like the backstory of the house is is eventually given that it used to be a monastery that these monks would uh torture and and like murder you know like unclean women which is you know it's a it's a fact it's a thing that's happened in history and is is well documented there's actually a case in england where the house is haunted by like a pedophile monk that's a real thing and then they use that and this, that's the basis of like oh this this land's cursed the house is built upon like this monastery where they kill people and like that's it like that's it they don't really like do anything about it It doesn't that doesn't it's not responsible for anything that's going on ever like ever like ever (laughs) (laughs) yeah it seems like there is a lot missing with this story and it's sad because uh, like you said there's a lot of influences from 70s movies the whole story seemed inspired by like turn of the screw or like the others uh, and it kind of gave me vibes of like the changeling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got that. But uh, and it's like he had a good idea that just he he couldn't bring out completely. 
And he kept doing this thing where like, I don't know if it kept happening, but I noticed it a couple of times where he would start off a scene with the camera off tilt. And then that was like a, a sign to let you know some shit was about to happen. There was very much like 70s style, you know, shooting here. The only uh, the, the only thing that carried me through this movie were the scenes where Harry was in it. Um, yeah. And it was like he's he's so he was so like weird and just awkward. Uh, everything from the way he was dressed to his, you know, facial expressions, the things he said carried me through this movie. Uh, the last uh, act of the movie, I enjoyed it, even though I got zero answers and zero explanation. It actually started feeling like a horror movie. Yeah. The last 15 yeah. minutes? Last 15 minutes. I'm about to tear that apart here in a second. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I mean, that at that point, it got good. It got my attention. Um, had some really good scenery. But it just kind of, it literally was too little too late. Because we did not get enough. I mean, we've there's a lot of movies out there that just kind of like, you know, bog along. And then all of a sudden you're just like smacked in the face with, you know, a situation or the story unraveling. And you're just like, oh, fuck, that movie was good. Didn't happen with this. Yeah, I think Harry was like the most interesting just because like he's the only one that like, you know, he knows something. But like the the filmmakers are not going to let him tell you. Yeah, he's like, I mean, they're kind of alluding to him maybe being psychic or something. Maybe he's like feels the presence because, you know, other townspeople kind of like gather around him about this. And um, it's, it's just never the story is never completely played out. And there's missing information. Um, yeah. Which is really sad because this movie looked like it was gonna be good and looked like it could be good, uh, but it's very. I mean, if you like that uh, haunting of Bly Manor, maybe you'll like this. Yeah, it's very gothic, or, or it it wants so badly to be like somewhere between a '70s haunted house film and like an old black and white Hammer film. Yeah, like so badly. You see that a lot more in the last act. Yeah. Uh, that like hammer influence. Mm-hmm. That was it. It was it was it was very <laughs> like like the the the, the Honey Hill House and Blind Manor. Like it was it was definitely inspired by some of that. And I think that's probably because that's just a copy of a copy <laughs> of a copy. So I think that's probably what hurt it. But it was a did, lot. It, at least the Blum. You know, I almost said the Blum House. At least the uh, the Hill House did it better. I haven't seen yeah, Blind Manor, better. but I, I've seen like this. Yeah, this Blind Manor is like ugh. everybody said it was dog shit, I mean, but, but I think it's because it's, it's gothic horror, right? Well, yeah, yeah. It's it's basically boring horror. <laughs> well, ripping off the innocent. Yeah. Uh, which yeah, which in turn is ripping off the turn of the screw. Yeah, which so just like Elliot said, it's a copy of a copy of a copy. Yeah. Yeah, and then you're busting out like a a retro feeling, you know, period piece like nothing's going on just a haunted house like movie and like you're gonna be influenced by this so you're they're not they're not bringing anything new i mean we eventually get to all these just like weird like subplots that go nowhere so it turns out that like the wife of the new vicar like she's there with her daughter but like she was pregnant illegitimately and like lost custody of her kid but then got her back 
and then that's that's like a big thing. I don't know. It's it's they they act like it's like hot shit in this movie, but it goes nowhere. It means nothing to anybody. Well, this is the thing that I, was kind of confusing me at that point. Like big spoiler alert, obviously, when the bishop or whatever the hell he was was talking to her about everything and kind of revealing that he was the guy pulling the strings behind her getting her daughter back. It sounded like he got a different kid back. Yeah, I kind of got that. But then at the same time, like who like nobody seemed to care, like it they never went anywhere. It was never like a thing. Like yeah, it's it's like he tried to play on the fact that she's a mother with a missing child, and any child would do. And he got her. It it kind of started feeling like he got her the daughter of the original by car, and that's why he put them in the house because that would trigger something. I don't know. That's it. Kind of was like alluding to that. It made no goddamn sense. It made no sense. Like, like zero. Cause, okay, because uh, okay, it's revealed that the bishop is nefarious. He's like putting people in here to like feed to the house for some reason. It never says. It's kind of like that movie. Like we we are still here, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Which also didn't make sense. But but really quick, the fucking Nazis. Like yeah, he did this for the Nazis. Why? Oh, why? Well, no. He, <laughs> what do they he, want? He it's, it's like he didn't do it for the Nazis. Like his Nazis, the, they come in later. We'll get to that. But like, it's not for. It's like not for the Nazis. The Nazis were like his plan B but like it's revealed that he's nefarious in his own ways it's like he knows there's something wrong with the house he's lying he's hiding it the the like the the town knows that something's wrong with that house and it's being hidden and he's feeding families via the church into this house for some reason he's associated with the nazis for we Whatever don't know why reason. even harry's are like i know what you do with your nazi friends and yeah like real sidetrack this movie like keeps mentioning like anti-fascism. The wife keeps talking about how evil fascism is. They have like, you know, these anti-fascist people on the streets. That incident where it's Harry saying, uh, when he starts yelling, see Kyle or some shit. At the bar, yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah. I, I was like, at that moment, I was like, I like you. <laughs> I didn't get it. At, I mean, it kind of makes sense at the end. I guess he's psychic and knows that he's messing with Nazis or no, whatever. No, he's just a guy. He knows everything. Like, he, yeah. You know, the whole and, um, he researches. Uh, yeah. At first, I just was like, I guess thought he was comparing him as being like, you know, uh, being a fascist. Yeah. No, he was he was a Nazi. He was a yeah, Nazi. Full blown Nazi. And like it's revealed that in this house there are three monks who like tortured the people. Their ghosts are still there and they're like talking to the daughter for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And then there's the ghost of like a lady that they tortured and killed and like took the baby out of. So her ghost is there looking for like the child and eventually like takes the kid. And we don't know why these monks are talking to this kid because that's never a thing that happens again we don't know what they're after except for the vicar's wife who had like the illegitimate baby in like an institution so like maybe they're after her and the the ghost woman is after the kid and the fucking vicar himself is just like there it's never really explained and yeah, it's they keep kind of like hinting at the house wants to repeat what it did before for some sinister reason that's never revealed. And yeah. And it's kind of like the fucking Bishop is like, I know how to get it to do it. And, you know, triggers the house to fucking do it. But, uh, we don't know why. And for why, for why, for like, you tell me, I would love you tell me. 
<laughs> they have like the creepy imagery of like you know seeing the ghost like flash images or it does a thing where it's like showing things also kind of you know from the haunting hill house where it like messes with the time where it's like you're seeing a ghost but then like it's a ghost of you seeing you from the future and then there's like a lot of like doppelganger things going on for no reason just like someone is like that's creepy do it so eventually, like the little girl is kidnapped by the, the woman ghost. And so the mom's like, well, we got to get her back. Enlist the help of Redhead Harry. He comes over like the the vicars in like some kind of like possessed state. He's Charlie, bro. It's Charlie from the oh, Chocolate God. Factory. Charlie from the Chocolate Factory comes over and the vicar is like some possessed state. So he gets him out of it. And then they're like, okay, let's go get this kid. And then apparently there's some kind of part of the bible that lets you do like these like fucking rituals so that you can go into the ghost world and everybody's like hey do you know yeah. this like, yeah i know i know oh, yeah, I, yeah, I got that one yeah let's okay let's go yeah. so for for non-catholics that's not a thing hey they're protestants that's not in the bible right. protestants there you go yeah protestants i would i'm sorry because catholics are evil yeah. but uh yeah for the protestant church that's not a fucking thing there's no part in the bible that you can like that has like necromancy and seances and shit Speak for yourself but they fucking do it. He says a thing from the Bible and blows out these candles and boom, they're in the spiritual world. Or at least she is. And she's like going through and she's like seeing what happened and like seeing things from like the different angles and like you're given like, you know, kind of hints of what happened and they have like, you know, down in the trenches with like the the monks and then like they got her and they're like treating her like she's one of those pregnant women. They're going to kill her and torture her and stuff like that. And then she like, shames them out of doing it yeah why how why and how he's like i know i know why you're doing this and i know that you're just a man but i i pity you i see you uh, yeah i pity you i see you as a good man not the monster you know that you think you are and then he's like oh (laughs) and then like it all goes away like it's like a it's like a fucking video game where it's like oh man i gotta fight these dudes off and it's like no no just like she shamed them into disappearing Press B so you can nag him to death and then it'll go to the next level. <laughs> and then she's in this like fucking like jail cell thing, like all these cells in like this dark. I don't even know where she is. Is this like a part of the house, old part of the house? Is it like subterranean? Is it like the spirit world? Is it like subconscious? I don't know. But she's trying to track down her daughter who's, you know, with this ghost lady who like took her, finds them. And then, like, hey, it's time to go. And then the daughter's cool with it. The ghost lady's cool with it. The two dudes show up. The vicar and redhead Harry, Charlie, come in. And they're like, oh, what's this? And she's like, no, it's cool. Just let them play a little bit. Then we're going to take off. You got five minutes, honey. Five minutes to play with the blind ghost lady. Then we're going to leave. And, like, that was it. Yeah. And then, and then the next scene, they're burying the bones, giving a right, a proper burial. The the daughter's there, so yeah, it just it just figured itself out, right? Like you know, the 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 crazy ghost lady's just like, okay, cool, you know, that's fine, no conflict there. Yeah, like doesn't the, he go back to like tell the Nazis what happened? Like, oh, it's all done. They found the bones and buried it. No, no, so what happened though? So she says because it's basically like some bullshit like stuff that you've seen like also kind of like mama like all the endings of these ghost movies were like i will find your bones and the bones of your baby that they took from you and i will bury you in a proper burial and give you peace if you give nope. my daughter back and so she's that's like, not cool. how you do it in supernatural you have to burn the bones see there you go full circle baby 
So that was that's why be... that's why it didn't it didn't work because they well, didn't burn it because well, they they did it. But what? Oh, you were like, you know, she made this like the you know the mother the vicar's wife makes his deal with this ghost woman, gets her kid back. They're burying the bones, <laughs> but then like, but then like the bishop calls and is like, yeah, like they buried the bones. He digs them up, puts them in this like fancy like linen lined case, and then like takes them to the Nazis. And it's like, yeah, they found it. And then, like, it's like he was using the house for something that we don't know what. And then, like, they broke it and, like, buried the body. So then he, like, takes the bones to the Nazis and, like, he doesn't present them to Hitler or somebody or doesn't. It's not like, you know, maybe it could have been cool if you, like, plug it into, like, something that we know. Because we all know, like, you know, Hitler and the Nazis were into this occultism and, like, mysticism and, like, the black arts and stuff like that. I but think it, it was just like, hey, how do we make a horror movie more evil? Fucking Nazis. Yeah. But, What's more evil than Nazis? Fucking Nazis. Yeah. It, but like, they could have like, it could have. All you had to do is like, just like, I think they're like Nazis, and that was supposed to be like the big like. That was a reveal that yeah, didn't reveal itself. It's supposed to be a reveal, but like, they could have done anything. They could have just like, you know, had it to where like. You know, something that we know that the Nazis did that, you know, maybe like haunted, you know, fucking cursed bones would be something, you know, that would. I was waiting for Indiana Jones to go in there and steal the bones. Exactly. Or like if they put, you know, I mean, just like if they had like, you know, like, hey, that would not have surprised me. (laughs) If they had like the Ark of the Covenant or some bullshit, you're like, put these in this and we can make a a weapon to rule the world. Like, I mean, like anything that's stupid, but still like anything would have been better than like he's just like, ah, Fritz, my friend, you and then he hugs him. Yeah, you son of a bitch. Hmm. All right, unless unless it's like since it's pre World War II, if they're just like trying to say like you know these bones like helped you know the Nazis like take over Europe somehow they like harness the power of these cursed bones. Still doesn't explain what the fuck the the fucking monks are doing and where they are now. But like the monks just disappeared. Uh, From my understanding, the monks. From my limited understanding of what the fucking monks were even there for. Like, they're just like, oh, okay, yeah. my soul can rest. Yeah. I guess so, I'll go to hell now. That seems better than... Nobody knows. They 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 were there because they were they had always been there, and they did such atrocities that it cursed the land. Like, if it was just the lady ghost who stole the kid, that's the only... That's the conflict of the movie. That's the all the drama. The monks were there to create, you know creepy imagery with like the the girl found like the dolls of them and they were in her room but they had nothing to do with that kid and it was just fucking I'm gonna go ahead and bullshit that the monks were not creepy well uh, you know they tried to like when they like monks are creepy always they had when you ever met monks bro yeah they're fucking creepy when they just cut and then there's like you know like a hooded person like in the room like that's you know and it's probably supposed to be a stinger but you know, and they have like the monks like in like the house, like the the wife, you know, she's uh, obviously like you know she's gonna be saying things, and her husband's gonna be like, no, I don't say nothing, you know. And then like the housekeeper, what's up with the housekeeper? Like she's she sees stuff, and then like she ends up dead. We don't know who killed her. Unnecessarily death. Yeah, just a death for a body count, because like oh nobody's died in this movie at all. So let's get rid of oh the the the, the maid. Ridiculous. Like, yeah. But yeah, this this movie so trapped me like so hard. It's like British fucking priests, something sinister, haunted house, fucking Nazi times. This is your movie. You're gonna love it. Yeah. I mean, no. (laughs) (laughs) 
And the fucking trailer looked really good too. And I was just like, and there's so much like hype and shit around this movie on the internet. And there's a lot of advertisement for it. I mean, we haven't said anything, but it's made by the the guy, uh, what's his name? Christopher Smith, I think is his name. Huh? Uh, who made uh, The Triangle with Melissa George. And uh, he also made uh, Black Death. I mean, The Triangle makes little sense too, but it's kind of it supposed good. to. <laughs> yeah, but it was good. Yeah, this movie's supposed to like, if you're going to have, because it, you know, it was trying to explain itself at the end, but you, it just can't because it's, like you didn't you didn't set anything up what this movie like i think the dude shout out this movie like i don't know we, we haven't really gotten to our individual takes or individual opinions yet but i think they know yeah i think they know but my thoughts on this are that like this is a very intentional by the numbers movie that i think the director knew Hey, I just need to shit something out. Like, let's take some bits and pieces of this, bits and pieces of that, um, and, and put it all together. If there's an equivalent movie of just putting some tips and, and touching them, tip touching, that's this movie. It's it, it just it took so much from 70s horror, gothic horror, but then also took some from modern stuff. Like every creepy scene we've seen so many times. How many times have we seen like women on a wall basically just kissing the wall, you know, and just that levitating? Was, uh, that was like uh, that was American Horror Story. Yeah. Yeah, the stupid fucking witch stupid one. Stupid fucking witch the, one. The mirror. Yeah, the mirror. The mirror. Oculus. And, yeah, and it's based off a photograph. You know, a famous photograph too. So like, fucking dumb. Yeah, but, uh, like all of it. Literally every single part of it. And then her going into the mirror. Duh. I actually think this movie like tipped its hat to seventies horror, but was one hundred percent influenced by the last ten years of horror. Yes, that is a great, great way to describe it. Yeah, I mean, I've been reading a lot of bad reviews about this movie and good a lot of pe- a lot of you know people are kind of just it's not doing yeah well. it's they're just kind of guessing that maybe he's been uh gone from the horror scene too much and he's just too out of touch but i don't know. i completely disagree i think he's been very active no but as a as a filmmaker himself oh for sure that's why he's trying to borrow all these influences, but he hasn't been making it, so he just kind of doesn't know what the hell he's doing. And the kids like he's, this? Is, like, this what, is this what they like? The kids like this stuff? Yeah, that's kind of how it comes off. This movie, more than anything, just made me sad to see Charlie. <laughs> Look what they did to him. Yeah, like <laughs> what they did to my boy. I'll, honestly, dude, his character, easily the best character in the entire movie. Oh, easily, hands down. Yeah. Easily the reason to watch this movie is that guy. If, no, you, if there is one, there's, there's, there's yeah, there's, but there isn't. I want to say like he's like the best actor, but I think it's like he is his character like is the only one that knows something. His character is the most unique one in the entire movie. That's the deal. It's like he knows something. I'm good. telling you, he's psychic. I'm like 100 sure he's psychic, and they just don't ever actually say it. And they or show it or put it to use or have anything. Oh, and they also like, never like call back to where he killed that one girl. Yeah. Like they never got called. There were so many like loose. Ends. Yeah. Like, why did that happen? Who fucking? Why was he dancing with that lady in the? Yeah. Who the attic? fuck is that? Yeah. Nothing. Oh is, my God, just, dude. This movie. There's so there's this movie's like, like loose ends McGee, like just like shit that goes nowhere. It, it's like, hi, I'm loose ends Johnson. And my, this is my movie, the banishing. Yeah. It, it, it's like Wiley Coyote where he's just like painting all the, like, you know, painting all these tunnels on rock walls. <laughs> and then like, yeah, that's, that's my movie. If you go in there, it's like, dude, you, what? You can't. It's like a painting. No, no, no. Go in there. And that's my movie. 
Like, when you first watch this movie, like the first 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you think this movie is very dense, very like detailed, like those gothic movies, like those 70s movies that explain everything. That's There's so much information, so much context. And then you get through the movie and you're like, wait a minute, I've been duped. Yeah, I explained fucking, I mean, and like, uh, it was bad. Like, it was bad. It's, it's, I mean, me and Eric watched the, the Smiley Face Killers last week and that was like kind of the same thing where there was like nothing was explained or shown at all and this movie is just like the haunted house version <laughs> i would say it was equally as bad yeah yeah it, i don't well, i don't think it was as bad because the other one like this one like looked good and looked like a real movie the other one looked looked like a student film yeah that story-wise though they're pretty they're about the same yeah, not like, good yeah it's like oh just showing us a whole bunch of things and then like no explanation. No, there's no no nobody has motivation until like the the kids taken. We were given hints to all these backstories that never play out. Where there's all these characters that you want backstories to, and then they never explain it. Everybody has like a, a secret thing or a shameful thing that happened in their past that's never like brought to light or revealed to like the other characters. It's never put in play in the film. It's not part of the climax. It's not a catharsis. There's nothing. It's just like, Oh yeah. And then there's a whole like character arc of the fucking Linus, 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 yeah, like, Linus, uh, the, the, the new Bishop the Charlie, like, Charlie Brown like, character. Well, this is him as, as grown up, by the way, there's Charlie and a chocolate factory and Charlie Brown. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> I hate this. Uh, but, uh, his whole character, because he there, it's the war effort, you know. Um, like she's for it, and he, and like she's, you know, talking to people on the streets, like, oh, you gotta get behind this. She's talking to him about it, and like he's like, oh, God is about peace. We can't, you know, we we need to be here. Like church is the the most important thing. And then they have like a five second spat about it, but then at the end, like he's all like, evil triumphs when good men do nothing, and we need to like take up arms against the fascist movement that is spreading across Europe. And she's all like getting a lady boner for it, like he, you know, like. Oh my like, god, yeah, my lady dick is so hard. Like, Who is this? And then, like, you know, all proud of him in church and shit. And then, like, it's like, boom, everything that's that's the happy ending. That's everything's fixed. Like, no, like, and uh, I, I mean, it could it could have even gone to like if, you, if you're gonna play in the like the the pre war war, this is all pre that. So, you know, we all know what the fuck's coming. You could have like even played to that, like, have a scene where like. You know, all that shit's just like bombed to rubble because of the the fucking you know fighting or whatever, and have like some kind of like violence against violence is what he like you know preaches in the pulpit, like like something to tie it in, and then like throwing the fucking cursed bones or some shit. Like, god damn it, this movie was a clean slate of like a paint by numbers. Just like all you did is had to plug shit in, and you have your standard haunted house British like horror movie. And they couldn't even do that. They couldn't even do that correctly. Yeah, you have a lot to play with there, especially with British movies, because you know going into them that they're going to be slow-paced, very slow burn, especially, you know, whenever you're dealing with like a British ghost story, you know going into it that it's going to drag. And it's like he had so much room for error, and he erred in every room. Yep. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's it's just bad. It's it's just I don't, and it might not even be the director's fault. Maybe the writers. It was written by I think three or four different people. Yeah, that might. Let me be check it, here. Yeah. So directed by Chris. Four Rich. fucking people. Yeah. Yeah, it was written by David Benton, 
Ray Bananovich and Dean Lines. What the fuck did you just call me? I know someone got pissed off that they cut off their Nazi stuff. Yeah. yeah. You what? There's only Nazis in the end? There's supposed to be Nazis throughout the whole movie. <laughs> well, I mean, like, like the reveal of, like, the bishop taking these curse bones to the Nazis. And then, like, why? 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 What? what? Okay, he's working with the Nazis. And he's like, he's like hey, don't be fucking telling fucking people shit that I'm so let's let's do our own takes. Shove them out there. I'm gonna give this a to don't. Oh, it's hardcore taint for me. Okay, super taint. It's like I want you to see the performance of Charlie from the Chocolate Factory, and but you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to. And this movie was like had these moments of like really cool shots and beautiful shots. But then in the end, it just felt like Hallmark tried to make a horror movie and just like missed the mark. Holy shit. Yeah, it's just, and the story's so convoluted and it's a taint for me. I mean, it was tainted. This is one of those movies that you want to watch just to see how bad it is. A little, little bit of controversial opinion I'm going to pop out for y'all. This movie, it's very generic. But with that, there's not really anything, in my opinion, wrong with the movie. Elliot, get him! Get him! Uh, so the, it's supposed to t- it's, a, it's a movie. It's supposed to entertain. It doesn't. It's supposed to tell a story. It doesn't. It's supposed to be well, scary. Well, hold on now. Hold on now. Hold on now. So Attack. now, hold on now. It's a movie. It does vaguely entertain you at the first part. It does vaguely scare you. Very, very passively, although, I mean, scary, it's supposed to scare you. Come on, dude. Like, how many movies have we seen recently that scare you? Okay, well, it's supposed to have something dark. It's got dark stuff in it. But, but here's the thing. If this were a Blumhouse movie, like a Blumhouse made-for-TV movie, I'd be saying, oh, not bad. But, but since it's like one of these main movies that we're reviewing that, you know, is supposed to be like a, a big deal on shutter and it's from the director of triangle and yada yada like the thing is if i were to turn this movie on knowing nothing about it and watching it on a sunday morning i'd watch it and be like eh, kept my attention for a little bit you wouldn't be truly mad at it but yeah i mean like it's a modernized version of like 70s horror or you know gothic like hammer type stuff like if you're just wanting another different fix of like bly manor and shit like that then it's something that you could just turn on it's definitely not good but it's like just very middle of the road and it really doesn't do anything you know if you're just trying to put on some shit in the background you could do you could do equal as this movie and you're giving it a to do i'm not giving it a to do you just gave it a to I do. I didn't give it to do. I'm, I'm saying that I have a controversial opinion about it. It's so middle of the road that like some, there are some people who would like this movie. And, and you know, just because of the style of it and really, I, I'm going to give it a, a, a taint. It's, it's a taint. But with the caveat, if you're just a sucker for this vibe, then yeah, I mean, you can give it a watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say is like, I don't think it's necessarily a bad like it's not a good movie but it's also not like an atrocious disaster uh, of a movie it's just very much bland now this movie is 
an infuriating movie because it's it's not it's because it's not atrocious. It's not nothing is really like in like a production stance like in a bad way. But it's just like this movie's hollow. You can look right through it. Yeah, it's made to piss you off because it gets like, hey, we're gonna go down this road. Not we're gonna go down this road. Psych. Oh. We're gonna go down this road. Not today. I, I like, don't think it was like, made to piss you off. I think it was just made. It was made poorly. And then, no, it was. But it, it was literally the creature that it came out of it. It was just, it was, it was a thing to just like, like cock tease you. And then at the end, like put lemon juice in your pee hole. Like, obviously I'm giving this movie a to don't. <gasps> Why? Don't. I was waiting for you to be like, <laughs> yeah. it's the to do for me. <laughs> to do for now. No, to do it like, now, baby. Woo! Like redhead Harry, like not worth the movie. Like anything. There's no reason to ever watch this movie. If you've watched everything on Shudder and this movie is left, switch to Netflix, watch something else. <laughs> I disagree. I've seen some dog shit on Shudder. This is too bad mouth Shudder. I'm not. This is a horrible, you know, the Shudder's got some stupid shit, but this movie is not worth a watch from anybody ever. Like, ever. Like, if you like like House on Haunted Hill and shit like that, like, I mean, you go watch the, like, the old, like, castle movies and... Like, that, that's a good point. More entertaining. Like, those will be better than this shit, and those are fucking just cheese ball at the ass. Yeah. I, I will agree with you. Even if you are a sucker for these types of films, there's plenty of Hammer films that you've not seen that have the better story. There's only about 5,000 of them. Yeah, exactly. The same <laughs> plot. Man, I don't know. Yeah. Did y'all notice that uh the lady looked basically like Castle Freak with the with the sheet on? Oh yeah. He's all airbrushed to be like skin and bones. The only the weird thing for me was to see fucking Natalie Portman just do a, such a terrible job in this movie. Just <laughs> this guy. I I swear I thought I knew uh who this actress was and I had to look her up, but I, she hasn't been in anything that I've seen. She did good. She did for, yeah, she did fine. Like the, the nothing that she's supposed to do but i mean like yeah go I mean, watch i've just seen better performances out of natalie but whatever oh my god yeah v for vendetta just like yeah you know the, the the castle like the william castle movies and all the hammer films like it, it, it like it has those flavors but this is like strictly influenced by like the netflix ghost tv shows i think yeah. moving on <laughs> you take what you get go watch this movie thank you <laughs> a good segue into uh, another fucking movie so we're gonna we're gonna talk uh, a little bit about a movie that elliot picked now right everybody remembers we're doing a thing oh yeah we're we're doing a thing we're doing a, a suggestion thing you should watch this so yeah this is a movie that you're suggesting that people watch uh yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh, maybe something that a lot of people have not seen a hidden gem. Yeah, I've never seen it. I'd, I'd actually never, never heard it. of it. Yeah, but it's pretty fucking interesting. Uh, but I'm, uh, we'll 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 get into it. But I am a sucker for this type of movie. Yeah, but you're also zombie biased. You don't like zombies. We don't know that. We don't know if it's a zombie. Yeah, it's a zombie. The movie itself is like pretty problematic, but it gives me a a vibe boner. You know how? Oh, he's a vibe guy. I'm a vibe guy. A vibe guy. Talking about. Um, you forgot. Uh, forgot the name of the movie. Uh, gotta bring it up. Uh, 2015 Savage Land, which is I think currently available on Amazon Prime's. It's been up there for a while because that's where I first saw and it. And Tubi's. This is a documentary about a past event or a faux documentary. 
Yeah. And that's the thing. I love faux documentaries. Like Spinal Tap? Yes. Nice. <laughs> the mockumentary. Turn it to 11. And tell me. The naps is the naps is it up. Plot synopsis. Uh, when a small town near the Arizona-Mexican border is wiped out overnight, suspicion falls onto the lone survivor, but a roll of photos the survivor took the night tells a different story. Yep. My favorite part about this movie is when you come to find out why they call the town Savage Land. Yeah. Because it's full of Mexicans. Pretty fucking much. Yeah, this movie's very, like, it's horror, but then you also have, like, real social political. Yeah, if you're triggered by racism, this ain't for you, sis. I was going to say, if I, Eric, if I were watching this, I'm surprised that you didn't. Did you get triggered? It's very but jarring. Dude, I was mad as fuck throughout this whole movie. Like, it's like, I mean, that's why I had in man. our group chat, because, so this is my third time watching this movie. <laughs> glutton for punishment <laughs> the first time i saw well the first time i saw like half of it and i just wasn't into the faux documentary style i just like was bored of it and i was like yeah whatever fuck this movie and then finally i was able to sit through it and pretty much based on the amount of fucking documentaries i watch now i'm a lot <laughs> it's a lot easier to watch yeah. <laughs> so i've really enjoyed it and when elliot you know, was like, oh, let's watch this movie. I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. I remember liking it. Now I'm just like, I remember I texted uh, in the group chat. I was like, fuck you, Elliot, for making me angry again. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of better if you are triggered by this. Because, like, I mean, I have very little love for, like, anything racist or, you know, sexist or homophobic or, like, all that stuff. So, like, I mean, I get just just as worked up on movies like this. And... What I liked about this movie is it's like the faux documentary mockumentary, but it's also it's a horror movie. It's also a political movie. It's also like a found footage movie. Yeah. yeah. And it's also true crime. Fake crime. This takes place in what, in New Mexico? Arizona. So technically America. So it's like on the right on the border of Arizona and Mexico. It's a small town that is. It's like 50 people, right? Yeah. I think they said it was like 50 people and it's, it's all Mexican nationalities. And, um, Everybody fucking gets massacred one day, and the only survivor is this uh, Mexican guy who's like a, almost like a drifter, kind of just, you know, works here and there, not really stable. He's completely in fucking shock over what happened, doesn't really talk, and uh, he has a camera. He's basically a Mexican Elliot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was thinking that, too. And he just decided to take all these pictures while it was happening. So you have no real clear idea of what the fuck happened, and they just pretty much scapegoat him, you know, throw the fucking book at him. And there was just a lot of shit that was, like, triggering. Because if this did happen, this is how it would yeah. happen. It was, it was too accurate in that sense. In the docu, the faux documentary, you have people who's like, oh, you know, he was scapegoated simply because he's Mexican. Uh, had this been a white person, this wouldn't have gone down like that. They would have looked into it more. I mean, they pretty much just like closed their eyes and were like, okay, it's obviously him. Fucking lock him up. 
instead of actually investigating. Then they have you have another side where they're like, no, he fucking did it. It's clear as day he did it, blah, blah. Yeah, the Alex Jones guy. Yeah, and then you have another person who's kind of like, I don't think he did it, but I don't know what the fuck happened. Yeah. Shit's weird. Yeah. Like, yeah, like some weird shit happened. Yeah. Don't add up. And yeah. uh, so you get all these sides throughout the this faux documentary of like, did he do it? Was it someone else? How did he do it? Or why did it happen? And throughout the movie, you're getting these pictures uh, that he took. And there's some pretty fucked up, like weird pictures. I love the photographer guy who who pops up throughout the movie, like uh, with his input, yeah. because like he sounds like he knows exactly what he's talking about. You know, he's like a, a photojournalist. But then some of the shit he says is just like, no, that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he's just like any photographer can know if a picture is fake or not just by looking right at it. Every photographer I have ever known, every single one of them, they feel impervious whenever they're behind the camera. They they can't be hurt, you know. Not that's not fucking true. Yeah, he's a, he's a he was a, a Vietnam War photographer, so I mean, either his experience, yeah. But he's just like this is good. <laughs> he's like, is he the best photographer I've ever seen? No, I mean, no. Like, who the, who's asking you? Yeah. about that but this shit's good <laughs> yeah these are good fucking shots bro like at the at the end where he's just like either this is the biggest accident in photography history or the guy's a genius yeah. you know there are the, the, i love faux documentaries like this the I, you know it's good when it can almost fool you when you forget mm -hmm. and this movie it's, does it's that. very along lines of that like faux documentary that came with the blair witch that, I, that yes uh, yes uh, i love that to everybody um I like this because it's he's taking photos, so it's 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 literally found footage movie. But you have this faux documentary around it that's about like a horror subject, but they're treating it as just like true crime documentary, and then it's got like these like political aspects. And it, it, I think it's it's very poignant for what what's going on today through, but it, you know through the eyes of like a, a stupid horror movie that's kind of low budget and kind of has you know some issues here and there. But just the fact that, you know, it, it's running like a true crime like this, you know, OK, you had like the whole town massacre. You have this this assailant that was, you know, apprehended and they're like pinning on him. So it has this whole like, you know, innocence thing to it, like making a murder like it's going through like, hey, this, you know, people on different sides. And it's, then it becomes this like race thing, which I think is poignant for, you know, kind of what's going on today, especially with, uh, you know, uh, you know, Trump's original like build the wall type thing and the, the whole just fucking you know, all Mexicans are are, are going to come across the border and they're rapists, drug dealers, like that whole thing that was just like set president, you know, via our president. And it's kind of stuck around. Like I'm still seeing, you know, oh, it's it, not going to go away for a long time. Stuck okay. around motherfucker. This, this movie was in 2014. Yeah, well, I mean, like, this. I'm just talking about like, like fucking blatant, like, cause everybody's, yeah. a, we're, we're in Texas. Yeah. Everybody's always been racist. Everybody's always like, you know, a Mexican, you know, we've all heard the W word. And, yeah. but, but I think, you know, cause nowadays a lot of people just think, cause it's the, the black lives matter is what's happening now. We just had, you know, two deaths and, and, you know, a black man and a brown kid, and, you know, and like, and, and so it's happening, you know, what, what's happening right now, is is kind of reflected in this movie but this is like a strictly you know a mexican thing and at the end at the end at the, i love the end credits of this movie is where he's basically like this martyr at the end of it he didn't really do anything but tell the truth you know and then like the mexican community is like treating him like this like saint and uh, like yeah. I, it's it's just i think it's, uh, that's important to just like this is 2015 it's 2021 now like nothing's really changed 
and and that's kind of you know it's sad that it's it's kind of gotten worse so like we're seeing like this movie is just kind of like i think it was made to like you know all these like has the the sheriff of the name like because the whole town got wiped up they don't have a police force so the neighboring county comes in to investigate these crimes or like what happened and that sheriff dude's obviously racist. All the all the uh, prosecutors are like racist. All the townspeople are fucking racist, and, and like they're in the majority. And everything they're doing is correct. And like so, they basically are running a trial on this survivor who happens to be a Mexican immigrant to the United States, and he's just getting like railroaded. And then you have you know, activists being interviewed and, you know, journalists and the main guy who basically walks us through this movie as the narrator is like a border patrol. And yeah, I think like I said, like a second generation border patrol or some shit. And he's the, he's the one that's like iffy on everything. Yeah. He's like, this doesn't make like, this is what's going on. And that doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. Like if he, if, if we're supposed to believe what the prosecution is telling us, then he'd have to do all these fucking amazing things. Like all these fucking people died and he wasn't even near them. And, and these people are made out to sound like, you know, like they're, they're crazy, even though, you know, we've come to find out that yes, they're correct. The status quo and is, is just racist. It was just like, written in this movie as just like standard just flat out just racist one of my favorite like racist things or whatever that was in this movie is when they talked about the newspaper what's it called like santa something oh i don't uh, remember sang sangre de cristo yeah sangre de cristo yeah yeah blood of christ yeah the blood of christ yeah blood of christ yeah and uh and there's right next to another town which is like all white right of it and they were just like oh yeah the next day they're you know and they're printed out in the obituary only one person was named the only white guy in the town yeah who was from the other town who was there yeah. <laughs> and it's just like whoa yeah they did the way i mean just the writing in this is so good just in like because i don't know if these were like hired actors or just like family members like who like what was going on but like like all of the writing on all the talking heads where it was just so fucking real it sounded like real shit and it's spot on yeah and like it really got it really that really drove this movie more than anything and then as we were getting walked through this by this border patrol you know they said they'd like they found this roll of film that he had taken that night in, in the evening of when like the killing started happening and so it, it, it's crazy because like all the violence and all the horror aspects takes place basically like off screen until we're, we're shown like, you know, a still photograph. Of, and, and and so like they're walking us through, through like, you know, here's what part of town they're in. And he's moving this direction based on the photographs. And like so many people died here. So many people died here. You know, he was moving like this. And then they'd show like a photo, like, a, a, like the photograph that he took. And sometimes it was like a series of a couple and, that's where you're getting like your horror aspect. There's like these kind of zombie is like it's never really defined because it's it's based in reality, so no one's gonna fucking say zombies. But something happened where these like people in like in the poster of this like the Savage Land and the thumbnail that you see on like Amazon and stuff like that, and then like the first couple of pictures are like beautiful. It's just these like fucking black and white like crazy blurry things like coming over this hillside, and that's like it's like gives me chills. It's so nice. <laughs> yeah, they're. Yeah, they they kind of get worse as you go throughout the movie. Like you can see when they start showing like more of the creatures and stuff, it's kind of especially like the last stuff is kind of like eh. You can tell where it's budget. So it's it's just black and white photos that he's taken, uh, and it's it's nighttime and it's blurry. 
and there's action shots and stuff like that. So it's just like these like weird kind of like scary stories, like Stephen Gamble-esque, like blurred pictures of like shit going down. And then like that works. Like if you don't have money for a fucking zombie film and stuff like that, like, the you know, that works. Ashley hated it. Ashley hated <laughs> this movie when we watched it. Yeah. What? She said Eric's movie was better. Uh, <laughs> damn. Oh, resolution. Resolution. Yeah. Resolution. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. She hated resolution so much that she got upset at Eric. But then, like, she saw this and she's more pissed at me. Oh, yeah. So we're friends again. Cool. Yeah. And then, uh, hell yeah, brother. But I was like, no, this is an important movie. She's like, yeah. stupid. I don't know what, I don't know what she didn't like about it. That's, that's, it's, it's such a, a very intriguing movie. Yeah. The first time I saw it, I was just like, this movie is stupid. And this, uh, it, it took me a second to try, and I was just like, oh, shit. But at, at first, I mean, it was very hard, especially if you're not into watching documentaries or just hate the whole premise of faux documentaries. You're not going to like this movie at all. Yeah, I think I think it actually do well nowadays because like everybody's about yeah. the docu- the true crime documentary on Netflix. Exactly. That was but, that was what I was thinking, too, is like now everybody's into it. And this is a movie that may may have come out too early. Oh, 100 percent, especially with the yeah, message the and political all that message yeah. around it. I and the fa- I just like that. It's it's true crime. It's found footage. It's horror. Like these, like you know, creepy photography. Like this is just like all my nails on the head. I mean, it's it is a low budget movie. It does have problems. I mean, like the very end, like I said, like it has some like video found footage stuff that's kind of like you know, (laughs) that's garbage. That's all. It's just so bad. But uh, it's. I mean, there's nothing you can't. There's nothing really to spoil about this movie because you know it's basically like this dude surviving, you know, a quote unquote zombie invasion of this town and like. And then you just get to hear all the cool shit that happened through this town, some of which he was a part of, some of which he wasn't. Yeah, the real meat of the movie is is the rundown of what happened in sequential order and like basically mapping it out. Yeah, they yeah, they had that literal map, like the computer map, yeah. and it has like where the dead bodies were found and stuff like that. I mean, some stuff like the the uh uh what was he like a priest or whatever? Like that was kind of oh, like yeah, kind of yeah. cringy. That was yeah, that was that was the only cringy part in the entire movie for me. Um, the other cringy part would be where, you know, like where it implies that the main um, quote unquote, uh, yeah. he is basically taking pictures of that little girl. It's like a weird implication that he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, because because it's kind of like a, an Ed Gein type where he's like, yeah, he's exactly. More, he, take, he, he has like a, he's an amateur photographer and he takes photos of like roadkill and stuff. And then like, but he's also like a good babysitter. Yeah. Yeah. He's literally like you. What but are you implying, bro? Yeah, you know. You heard they just like throw all the shit on him. Like he survived and did what he could and, you know, made it. And it's, it's kind of, it's always the stuff was when I was a kid, I'd watch a horror movie and then like, you know, they survived like all the stuff. And then like, you know, all the evidence is gone because they're, you know, vampires. But then you have all these like people that were murdered. It's like, what happens 10 minutes later after the credits when the police show up? Like all these people go to jail. Like all these people are fucked. Yeah. Like, so, like, nothing, there are no happy endings in horror movies because all these people are getting fucking in prison for mass murder because no one's going to believe some, you know, tooth fairy ghost murderer did it or a witch did it or, you know, werewolf did it or some bullshit. Like, yeah, so this is, this is, you know, this is kind of like what would happen in real life if, if a, you know, a horror movie happened. Um, It reminds me a lot, and this is not a horror movie, but uh, 2006's uh, Death of a President is a faux documentary. Mm made by uh canadian filmmakers of the assassination of george w bush Whoa. and it's, it's kind of it's 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 a, it's it's you know like a, it's like a it's a photo documentary but they play it 
like a hundred percent like just straight and it's basically is the height of uh, of like uh you know the 9-11 like uh panic islamic panic so basically it's like what what happened if george bush got murdered assassinated and basically you know they're trying to like find out who did it and they're going through all these like you know their, their investigations and they find you know a good scapegoat in an islamic you know like immigrant who's just trying to like help his family and he basically gets railroaded in the same way but then like you know other people are talking about well it kind of just points to this other person of interest and like but nobody wants to hear it they're like it was an islamic that did it killed the president you know we're going to war again and blah 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 and has, has the same political overtones as savage land but is if if you want to if you're interested in savage land and you don't want any like kind of if the horror takes you out of it uh then death of a president might be a good movie for you another thing that took me out of savage land was like a lot of like the blood and gore of the aftermath was kind of just not plausible yeah and just like you could tell where it's just people like slinging blood out of buckets and not really like a crime scene i think that's more of your bias yeah well i'd say because they they didn't they didn't try hard enough to recreate like how it would actually like yeah. look. I don't even remember that stuff though. So. Yeah, like I I just I thought it was really interesting because I haven't seen anything like that. It was me you know? nitpicking, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But but the yeah, whole idea of like uh, this whole movie is really well done and executed. I mean, it's you know you have this horrible event, uh, you have someone you think is responsible, and it's almost like this could be everyday life. And then it's there's this what if something fucking supernatural actually happened. And it kind of makes you think about all kinds of other shit, like how much stuff actually could have been supernatural. And the way it plays out is that, you know, 90% of every of the evidence is trying to explain how it could have done or how he did it. But then there's these pictures that are just like, hmm, something else happened here. And the pictures themselves are like, I mean, most of them, some of them are kind of like, you could see the makeup a little too much, but like they're most, for the most part, like haunting pictures. Yeah. And they're all like black and white and grainy, which is, you know. Like it almost reminds me of like a black metal, like cover out, like their faces anyway. Can't go one fucking episode without mentioning mouth breather. Oh my god. My brother ain't black metal. (laughs) Black metal ain't black metal. We're noise grind or whatever. Sex grind. Um, uh. That's the next album, Noise Grind. I mean, yeah, I, I just like it, it. It wraps everything I like up into this like low budget movie. That's you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's a horror movie, but I mean, the political stuff is like like on point. It's fucking, it's it's important shit that you like. That's that. It's like you're watching the, the scary stuff to be entertained, and then you get the spooky pictures, and like, ooh, I'm scared of that. And then, but then like these talking heads, like this is like, oh, like you're fucking paying attention, you're, like learning shit, like this. It's 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 it hasn't gone away. It's it's stuff that isn't you know isn't new either, but it just it's you can see the the it's just it's kind of it's sad. It's a bummer. It's like even though this is fictitious and this dude's not real and this didn't happen, like it's happening all fucking over the country every fucking day. You know where people are just like, oh yeah, guess what? Your skin's weird, so boom, you're in. It, that's that's life in prison. Can we get a fucking brown yeah. lives matter going. And we get fucked up during all these, like, because we obviously seem to have these, like, episodes of picking on a race or, you know, a group of people or a group of people with a certain belief. It's like we went through this, like, 
panic of Muslims and Arab people and Mexicans and Latin Americans and Hispanics got the shit beat out of them because we kind of look Arab. And yeah, then pretty- now we're going through this whole, what the fuck? I can't even understand how it's, you know, all of a sudden there's like attack on Asian people. I'm guessing like this is, and and I'm reading articles of Hispanic people getting the shit beat out of them because they look kind of Asian. Jesus Christ. It's like, we can't catch a break because we kind of look like everybody. And well, I mean, and then you just, you're never, right now, as we're recording, we're having protests for the shooting of that 13 year old that had his hands up. Yeah. Adam Toledo. Yeah. I don't, I don't like, I don't, I don't think he's, I don't know if he's Mexican American or not, but he's definitely like Latin Hispanic. That's, that's happening as we speak. And that's, that's fucking, it's really sad. And it's, it's, it's like the, the bummer of this movie. I mean, you should, I think you should still go watch it because it's entertaining and it's horror and it's all this stuff, but it's also very relevant. Yeah, it's relevant as fuck. Relevant as fuck right now. Relevant way more than it, yeah, than it has any business being, and also way more relevant than I'm sure the uh, director intended. Yeah. When you are uh, Mexican American, Hispanic, you know, Latin American, you will be fucking enraged. That's true. <laughs> Dude, I was like fucking ready to punch a hole through fucking, you know, my neighbor's face. You know, <laughs> you know why though? Because like what what's jarring to me about it is like they interviewed these like these white redneck dudes and like asked them about it. The shit that they say just on public news or whatever or like on the interview, they're saying it just like as a matter of fact. Yeah. Like it's established documented fact. Right. And and you hear it from so many different actors or whatever from on this movie and if you're white you know you're thinking of like oh that's just fucking racist uncle uncle jeb or whatever you know but like the it it just infuriates you because you know that this is it's plausible yeah it's not even plausible eric i'm telling you it's happening it's happening the people say this shit in the comfort of their little shitty town bar and like talking to each other do people say the w word about me probably that was that racist dude that you helped buy a TV? Oh, yeah. He probably, <laughs> yeah, he, 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 he probably put two and two together like a week later. Afterwards, you think so? Because he was like so happy to have a white person help I him. I think he's like, he's like, Google, Google, Google Galagos. <laughs> yeah. Google Galagos, baby. So, yeah, he, like some kind of Celtic name. Maybe, maybe he's Norwegian. He was showing his TV to like one of his, his fucking, fucking fourth right. Yeah, his Reiki friends. And, and he's like, no, man, that's. That's a Mexican. I've been up to that. I've been up to that Best Buy. That's Mexican. He's one with the. He's that one with the bulldog tattoo. <laughs> I heard him cigarette. speak Mexican. Yeah, I heard him speak Mexican. I heard that cigarette's a penis too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think he probably, he probably put. I mean, it, if if you've lived in Texas your whole life, like somebody's, I'm mostly white, and I've been called that. <laughs> I've actually, yeah, I've been called that too. Like when I was younger and way more tan, but. I got to tell you, one of my biggest like culture shocks moving out here is actually being a minority. Like growing up in California, like, you know, you're called a minority. You're not really the minority. No. Yeah. Especially not in, you know, Los Angeles County. And then I come out here and I'm like, oh, so this is what they mean by minority. Yeah, well, you're not. I, I actually think Mexican-Americans are in the majority in Texas. Well, treated like a minority, no. not, not over here in where we live. There's just a lot of subtle racism and a lot of uh, unchecked. Not so. Uh, <laughs> dude, let me tell you a fucking 
racist story, or at least I've found it racist, and I oh, didn't baby. say anything. And I, I mean, that's kind of the problem. But it. So I live in a majority white neighborhood. So this happened maybe a year, no, like two years ago. A new family moved in uh, a couple houses from us, and uh, they are Puerto Rican, so they're Hispanic. Super nice people, very friendly. Well, they decked out their uh, garage to be like a bar, kind of sports bar, like hangout. And every couple, you know, Friday nights or Saturday nights, they have people over and they play music or they'll have like a fight. But they're not like loud. They're not obnoxious. And, you know, they don't stay up till two in the morning. Well, my neighbor, after about a month or two of them living there, uh, he catches me outside and he's like, oh, have you had a chance to talk to the new neighbors? And I'm like, oh, yeah, they're, you know, they seem really nice. They, you know, they're cool and blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I just don't know about them, you know, hanging out at night and, you know, having people over that late and, you know, they could hear music sometimes. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, but at least they stop early and, you know, they're not overly loud. I don't really hear them in my house. And he's just like, yeah, he's like, just when I found out they were moving in there, it's like, you know, I thought they were going to be like your kind of Mexican and not that kind of Mexican. Jesus fuck, dude. And I'm just like, right. I can't believe he said that to your fucking face. Yeah, but because to him, it was like a a compliment. Like, he was complimenting me. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I was like, well, they're not Mexican. And he's like, you know what I mean. My fucking neighbor's the exact same way. Of course, because it's Texas. (laughs) But anyway. I'm just like, but I want to be that kind of. I have too much social anxiety to have family over to watch a fight or, you know, a fucking basketball game with. Yeah. Yeah, racist people, man. That's fun stuff. Fucking take <laughs> that. You know, that's fun. That's uh, it's like I mean, a few. Uh, it reminds me of Gummo. Oh god, <laughs> I've still never seen it. Fucking, that's fucking weird. That's like half narrative film, half documentary. It's weird, but there's like these two guys talking about like two like white, just nasty ass fucking redneck dudes talking about, you know, to win a fight against like a black guy, then you need a like a, a good black guy friend. But they don't use the term <laughs> black guy. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Oof. And it's like, Jesus, my brother still gets it. He my he rage punches at that movie. <laughs> Jesus. Hates that fucking movie. The movie's dirty. But uh yeah, that's the uh, Savage Land, I think, you know. I like I like the movie. I like the horror aspect of it. And I like the it's just it's it's like oh a good way to do a, a, I guess not a good way, but like <laughs> a unique way on like a found footage movie and a faux documentary, but at the same time it's got like some real heavy issues and you know stuff to get you like talking and thinking. Yeah. So I think uh, I think people can do with a watch like you might you know make you want to make the world a better place. Like there's not like you know, there's not any real like twist or anything like that. Like if we if you think we spoiled it, if we did spoil it for you, that like that's not really the point. Yeah, everything is out in the open. This is a faux documentary, um, an event that is explained to you right away what happened and the retelling of the event, like a real like Netflix documentary. Right. So I think it should be pretty clear that this is a try do. <laughs> try do. Yeah. Try do it. Hardcore. Unless you're Ashley. Did not care for her. She was upset. <laughs> I get it, dude. If you're not into like that faux documentary or don't even like watch documentaries at all, you're not going to like this movie. It's just just the whole way this movie is made is like a turn off for people like that. 
She likes yeah. that. I think, I think, oh, she likes documentaries, but she, like for the first 15 minutes, she's like, is this real? Is this real? This That's Jewish. Real. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like, no, this is fake. Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking terrible. I can, I can see that too. That's also, my, yeah, it might depend on your mood because I've been in yeah. there. Like, like, I don't want to see this fucking fake ass. I wouldn't want to watch a documentary about something that's not real. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I watched the documentary about the moon landing and that never happened. Exactly. <laughs> but speaking of that, like, uh, if anybody has any recommendations on really good faux documentaries, like, shoot them my, my way. Shoot them I don't know, way. dude. These last two weeks, I've been watching nothing but World War II uh, documentaries. God, I love documentaries. The older I get, the more I love documentaries. <laughs> the more Maria's making fun of me because there was like uh, this meme that's coming out, and it's like, if your husband is over 35, He's either into smoking meat or World War II documentaries. <laughs> like you're into both of those. Oh, you're so old, dude. I'm I'm not even thirty yet, and I'm I'm I feel myself like getting more reclusive, more like in my hobbies. And dude, I went on this like big deep dive about how the Nazis were winning the war purely because of meth. Yeah, they were. Yeah. <laughs> that's absolutely yeah, because true. of meth i mean i was watching this one documentary and they were like yeah you know to get to this point of germany to go through this much of france uh would have taken a normal army about three to four weeks like nazis did it in nine days people forget that <laughs> it's like how do they do it meth <laughs> absolutely there's not enough documentaries about that see we got oh, we got yeah. all the old come on man this is the Gen X people. We want to know the grittiness. Show me the drugs. Show me the weird, fucked up shit. Give, give me the weird details. That's what I want. I want to speed. I don't want to see a fucking Panzer tank. I want to see a fucking UFO. Yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of that, aliens, right? What? What? Aliens. <laughs> oh, I right? thought he was going to talk about that uh, video that's floating around. That's what like I was going to triangle. Talk. Yeah, and uh, I guess who was it? The Pentagon revealed that it's not doctored. Yeah, they were like, we know it's real, but which is basically disclosure. Well, no, not real, no, not real no. disclosure. They, they tipped out. They tipped out around it. They said, we don't know what the fuck that is, but the fucking the footage is not doc is not doctored. So right. whatever you're seeing is really there, but we don't know what the fuck it is. Which is brilliant. Well, I've been watching a lot of the X Files. Okay, all right. I was about to say like 1995. Elliot's super interested. <laughs> like, well, and that's the thing. Like, because I've been watching the X Files and like. This is on theme with all of the social stuff going on right now. Nobody even fucking cares about the alien confirmations. The U.S. has never confirmed that UFOs exist. They've denied that UFOs exist. They've denied anything like that. They haven't really given disclosure, but they have disclosed that like, yeah, I don't know. We, we, we don't know. There's there's other stuff going on. It's not important. Yeah, in the last couple of months, there's a lot of stuff going out saying, like, the government is like, look, we don't know if they're real, and yes, we have looked into it, but we don't have an answer for you. That's fucking stupid. They totally do. <laughs> they totally do. But that's for another podcast. Yeah, which we need to do, because I want to discuss the, uh, the Mexican air show sightings, which is, like, one of the reasons why I, like, actually got into looking into aliens being real really uh, yeah the there's reason. yeah there uh i'm sure you've seen the footages I think but so. there was just like an air show in mexico and you know they have these fighter planes doing their you know loops and you know tricks and shit and all of a sudden these fucking 
unidentified objects just start showing up and chasing them. And you have footage from like hundreds of people. And this is back in the like Nokia one megabit video days. So there's like thousands of like people that recorded this like weird little sighting. But the fact that so many fucking people saw the exact same thing and it just kind of got brushed off like, oh, I mean, also in like it's a culture thing. But like we've discussed this before in like Latin America, like if you're like, oh, there is aliens over there. It's like, yeah, I believe you, dude. Yeah, aliens are real. For real. Yeah. Like like, yeah, I don't know. In my culture, it's not like unbelievable. It's just like, yeah, I think you saw a UFO. No shit. What did it look like? My whole thing is like we've, we're we already way over on the podcast. <laughs> So I guess that's it. I will. I do want to shout out one thing that I did see in the last two weeks besides these movies. There's this new show on Amazon Prime, and I'm sure maybe maybe I'll seen it. Maybe I'll have it. I feel like it was only promoted. Them? Them. Them. I watched the whole thing. And oh, my God, it is probably one of my favorite shows that I've seen in a while. Nice. It's fucking incredible. It's creepy. Uh, it's supernatural enough, very topical, uh, and it doesn't pull any fucking punches. It's very triggering in several ways. Something interesting about it, it's an anthology, which they didn't really announce until after the show came out. The season two is going to be completely different cast, completely different everything. So if that continues, if they continue doing it just as well as this season, that's going to be a show to, to really watch out for. I mean, it's fucking nuts. I, I highly recommend both of y'all to watch it. Yeah, I kind of want to watch it. I binged it. This the first episode? Like, each episode is a, uh, a different... Uh, a day. Okay. It's like, it's like in 10 days. The 10 days that the, this family moves in. The background is a, a black family, the father, and he's an aircraft engineer. It's like inspired by that old movie, Them, with the ants, right? But I guess instead of ants, it's like uh, old white ladies or something. I don't know what I've read. Aunts, A-U-N-T-S, aunts. Aunts, yeah. So they move into this uh, neighborhood. They actually move into, uh, what is it, East Compton? Like, I don't know if that still exists now, because I, I just know Compton as, like, you know, the the hood or whatever, when it's really not, right? Like, not anymore. Um, it had, like, it. well, back then in the 50s or whatever, it was, like, a, a, a more, like, upscale neighborhood. Yeah. And then it became, like, subsidized and became more... Like the ghetto, and then like in the last, ten, I think ten or fifteen years, kind of have a resurgence of. I believe it's like becoming like very industrialized, or a lot of companies are moving in. Is from what I've what I've read. Right, I mean, and then they allude to that. Um, but yeah, I, I highly recommend everybody watch it. And yeah, that's that's all I got to say about that. Another thing, completely different. I thought we said we were gonna do a scary movie next. Remember, we spent a whole like I'm 30 fucking, fucking scared. I'm scared of watching The Banishing again, if that counts. It doesn't. But we said we, we we made a whole point last episode talking about how we wanted to do a good horror movie, a real horror movie. Well, let's Ugh. be honest. Let's be honest to our one uh, listener, Joe. Joe. We couldn't find shit to watch that we actually agreed to like want to watch. Well, here's here's the thing is like, well, for, like we don't know, like going into because we're going in like reviewing movies that we've never seen before so we don't know if it's going to be good or bad that's the whole basis of of the podcast but we should have known we (laughs) 
we did the, do the, fuck, a, the doc the doc documentary the the, the fucking trailer looked good like, it looked yeah, like we, it was, we did a horror great. movie this is like a haunted house movie with ghosts and and you know that that's as horror as you can get that's like like yeah, that's said, OG classic. horror right there that's og horror it's not a, it, it sucked and that's you know that's the that's but, our website we, we tell you if it sucks yeah, or not. that's the way the cookie but it, it wasn't it wasn't like you know some like obtuse thriller it wasn't like some kind of like weird like sci-fi killer thing it was the, it was it was a legit horror movie so we, we we delivered a horror movie it just is shit and that wasn't good <laughs> it's not that's not on us we did a we reviewed a horror not our fault we were back to form and we are reviewing a straight up horror movie or what is tended to be a horror movie it just is it, it, too bad for the filmmakers that it's atrocious like i, I think i'm going to start posting on instagram like a vote to see like what movie we should review next. Okay, well, we only have like three followers, so that would be weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah if we we'll, if we only get like one vote, then I guess I guess we'll know what to do. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean that's uh, I don't know. I think that's something we might start doing. But uh, anything else we want to wrap on? Anything else we want to bring up before we close it out for the week? No, just glad to be back. Um, yeah, we're Feels sorry good. for the delay. Be safe. Get no. vaccinated. Yeah, get back. Oh, I got I got my first dose, and so did uh, Smelly it. Smelly it. I got my one and only dose from that. Re- re- oh, that's right. Recall yeah, yeah. Johnson and Johnson. Let's not talk about like. Hey, well, I want. I do. I'm, I am curious. You don't seem very phased by the blood clot thing. No, it's well, like it's, it was six people out uh, of like, like five million. That, yeah, but it's so, you. It's well, there's it's also in ladies apparently. So. Yeah. Well. No, it seems uh, to be uh, like uh, women under 40. Apparently, if you're like a senior citizen, like there were no senior citizens that were like hurt or like suffered any issues. Uh, my mom got it. And like two seconds after she got it, like the veins in her arms, like were like exploded. popping out. Yeah. Jesus. They were like super like swollen. And then just like a few minutes later, it went away. But she had zero side effects after that. I mean. She was just telling me, like, I'd rather take that shot again than take the flu shot. She's like, I feel like shit when I take the flu shot. Yeah. Um, yeah we were sick the next day. Were you? Yeah. I was fucked when I got my second dose. I was just, uh, when my first dose, I was, I've only gotten my first dose. I get my second one, no, in two weeks. Prepare to lay around all damn day. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what I figured. Right now, my life is shit. Wait, do you get the Pfizer or Moderna? Moderna. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> all i felt was like so that's the thing it's like i get a headache every other fucking day and that night i got a fucking headache and i'm like uh did i just get a headache or was this because of the shot i don't know that's all that happened to me it's the next day i just like was tired yeah i mean i i definitely got that when i got my first uh dose of moderna like i was like oh man i don't feel great and i'm like this sucks because i know i'm gonna get really bad side effects from the second dose and i did well the thing is like i have like high anxiety issues so it's just like having to figure out like am i having an anxiety attack just because yeah or is like am i having a side effect from the drug like what the fuck and yeah like my go-to for any like physical like feeling that i'm having is like just calm down you're having an anxiety attack and if i feel like i calm down and it doesn't go away then it's like okay oh now you actually do have something going on that's but like, uh, I do the same fucking thing. Like the, the, the guy that gave me the shot was like laughing. Cause he was like, uh, 
you know, what arm do you want me to put it on? And I was like, put it on my right arm. And he's like, okay. He's like, is there any reason? And I was like, yeah. I was like, because if you put it on my fucking left arm and it starts hurting, I'm going to start thinking I'm having a fucking heart attack. That's fucking true, dude. I'm just like, so put it on my right one. So if any funny shit happens with my muscles or anything, I'm not at the fucking emergency room thinking I'm having a heart attack. See, you're strategic. You know your anxiety. Yeah. I know my enemy. <laughs> I know my oh, enemy. Oh, you're enemy, ladies and gentlemen. Educate yourself about your body and your mind. <laughs> but all right. Well, aside from that, anything else we want to wrap on? No. no we- well, all right, y'all. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll see y'all next week. And uh, yeah, if you have any suggestions for us, make sure to email them to cultofhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, Cult of Horror Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Cult of Horror. You can find us on YouTube, Cult of Horror, and TikTok, Cult of Horror. Spay and neuter your pets. Drink the Kool-Aid, bitches. Drink away, bitches.